Hello, Podcasters, and welcome to episode 30. In this episode, we talk about two really short but cool films. Uh, the first one is called Four Artists in One Tree, and the second is called Blank, a Vinomation love story. Both pieces have really great messages, and at least the way that we interpreted them, we thought they had really great messages. So uh, if you guys have seen them or have a chance to watch them after this episode, make sure that you head over to podcasters.com slash episode 30 and give us your thoughts on each. Uh, we also mentioned that I need to put up the birthday shout-out page, but by the release of this episode, it will already be up. So if you want us to give you a shout-out for your birthday at the beginning of your birthday month, then head over to pocketeers.com birthday to give us your info. Um, oh, considering that this year uh, we're celebrating Disneyland's Diamond Anniversary, we're going to be having a very sparkly giveaway coming up in February, so stay tuned for more details. No, we're not giving you guys a diamond, but it's close. It's coming. Finally, remember that you can listen to older episodes and read extra facts not in the podcast about each episode. Learn a bit about us, find achievement graphics, and more by heading over to Podcateers.com. If you want to find us on Facebook, we are at Facebook.com slash and we are at Podcateers on Instagram and the tweets. I feel like I said that all in one breath. I know I took breaths, but... I felt lightheaded all of a sudden. I felt, I really felt like I said it all in one breath. Maybe I've had too much coffee. Maybe I'm, maybe I've, maybe I have had too much coffee. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go have some bacon in non-soda form now. Uh, and I hope you all have a great week. So enjoy episode 30 of Vodka Tears. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. Three, two, one. I sound weird. You sound weird? Yeah. I don't know. Is it the mic? Is it my headphones? You sound like you. Really? Yeah. Do I sound cute? No. Sexy? No. No. You sound like you. I sound like me? Hmm. I sound weird in my headphones, that's why. I don't know. Maybe it's just you. Hmm. But it's not us. Stop making a racket over there. Time to record over here. <laughs> so we were, we had all planned to watch this this really cool YouTube video, right? That listener Travis had had sent us over. And oh, uh, Travis sent us. Yes, Travis sent. Oh, us okay, to cool. Me. I we thought you found it. No, no, Travis sent it to me, and I I watched it and I thought it was so great. Uh, it's an old. I don't even know where it came from. It probably came from like the world of Disney. That's what I was assuming, like right after or before a cartoon or something. And it was this video of Walt Disney talking about four different artists and their different interpretations of painting one single tree. Right. And it's, it's a great video. So we wanted to discuss it. And we we have these like side notes that we all kind of like a side chat where we all talk about what we want to talk about in the episode mm-hmm. and just ideas and stuff. And um, Mario didn't watch it. Yeah, I'm, I come Mario's. here ready to record. <laughs> I'm like, okay, dude, you know what? That that little film you sent was fantastic. It was inspiring, uh, amazing. It was. It was. Really it, was it was amazing. Uh, these four artists are individually amazing. Yeah. You know. And then we come to sit down. All right, let's start recording. And Mario walks in. Oh, what are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, blah, blah, blah. In all fairness. <laughs> and it's, I'm not just defending him because he's my brother. Right. 
But I will say that I did finish watching Star Wars right before you guys showed <laughs> oh, that's up to true. record that, that, that episode. But, but you watched it yeah. in a timely manner. Well, it wasn't timely because it was right before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> but but you finished it. I did finish it. Okay. I did finish it. Do you want to tell the audience <laughs> what your brother's doing right now? Oh, he's sitting across from us with headphones watching this YouTube video <laughs> on his phone. That he was supposed to watch beforehand. Before, yeah. yeah. He, seems, <gasps> he seems really into it, too. That's yeah, what I, I like. So. He, he has the headphones on, so and he cannot hear us. Like, he's got his eyebrow down. He's yeah. like, he's concentrating, man. Look at him. He's resting mm, his phone on his yes. belly. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me after this. See, he has his headphones on completely not listening to us. I'm sure he can hear us. You think so? I think so. Hey, Mario. He's not going to answer. He's trying to watch the video. The good thing is that it's not that long. Yeah. So he'll get through it quickly. So in about half an hour, he'll join us? Probably. <laughs> well, 15 minutes. Maybe. Yeah. I got to tell you something. Yeah. I hurt right now. Dude, you freaked me out. Dude, I freaked myself out because yeah. I blacked out. Seriously. So right before <coughs> uh, we started recording, uh, we were all sitting in our living room. And I was making breakfast for my boys and... I uh I forgot that we had a broken chair. Mm. That I was in the kitchen uh, making myself a, a cup of coffee, by yeah. the way. So I, I got this chair because we were going to sit down and just kind of talk about, you know, stuff while I quickly ate breakfast and gave the kids breakfast. I completely forgot that this chair that I pulled out was broken and mm. I was going, going to throw it out. I open it and I sit in it, just obliviously sit in it, and the chair collapses underneath me. I went tumbling backwards and I hit my back, my shoulder blade, my back and the back of my head on the corner of like a little end table and a computer that I was getting ready to recycle. And let me tell you, I'm in pain. Yeah, dude, I was in the kitchen uh, minding my own business and all of a sudden hear this loud crash and your brother freaking out, right? He's like running towards you saying, are you okay? My thought, no joke, was, is the food okay? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, buddy. I didn't know you had fallen. That's what I, that's the thing. I thought you were down um, uh, picking up the food. That's what, that was my thought. Because I thought uh, the food you had made yourself and for your son had fallen everywhere. When uh, I run towards you, you're on the ground, dude. And uh, your head near the, the, the edge of this table you have there i thought your head hit that it did it that's did the problem like it really like that's why my head hurts so bad right now. yeah like the the longer and longer time goes right now like the more my head hurts right i'm actually glad that i'm nowhere near needing to fall asleep right now because yeah. at least i'll know okay i'm i'm gonna be okay did you take anything for for pain coffee 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 by the way that coffee is super strong isn't it it's great or oh, ready to Love run <laughs> Time to go. Let's do this. (laughs) So it was like, it was this super strong black coffee. Dude, I had to put, uh, what was it? Half and half? Something like that. And uh, sugar. And dude, I'm pumped. I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's do this. I love my coffee strong. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, started kind of like feeling my shoulder blade. And I guess I either got scratched or it's kind of starting to it's like raising itself. It's almost like a bump, but Javier made a funny comment saying that 
it looks like the stubs that were left after Maleficent <laughs> had her wings cut off. Oh my! Like that's literally what that side of yes. my shoulder blade feels like. It's just like this, this like nasty bump. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but it freaked I, me out. By the way, I okay, heard. so he he came over towards us. I guess he must have uh, been massaging because he's in pain, and he goes, "Whoa, guys, feel this." <laughs> I was like, what? No, I'm not touching you. <laughs> so Mario was the first one to do it. He's like, oh, my oh, God. That's what is oh my it? God. Yeah. So then, of course, that, that made me not want to touch his shoulder. And then the first thing he does is touches it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was this big raised bump in, on, your, uh, on your back, man. It's nasty. It doesn't feel good. Oh, man. It doesn't feel good. My head is just... You know, it was it was crazy because when I was younger, I used to do a lot of activities that would put me in positions where I could get seriously hurt. But right now, I haven't taken a hit like that in a while, <laughs> and it kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah, but it was it was crazy because when my head hit, mm-hmm. I had this like instantaneous moment where just like everything blacked out for like a brief second. Oh man, that's scary. And then I kind of came to again. And the good thing is that I came to and I realized what had happened. Yeah. And I think if I had hit in a different position, it would have been worse. But it hurts. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, do you think you it blacked hurts. out because your head hit the, I think the so. edge of the, the I table? Think so. Yeah. Dude, that's scary, man. I think so. That is scary. But luckily, I'm okay. Everything was all right. The food was okay, more importantly. Yeah, very important. And <laughs> now we're sitting here. Talking smack about my brother because he didn't watch a movie <laughs> he was supposed to before he got here. That's funny. So, by the way, can you hear the television in the other room? Just barely. I right? can hear something. Yeah. yeah. My son is watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh. He's he's gotten into it recently. I I showed him an episode, but <laughs> he's funny because he calls uh he calls him Kiwi. He doesn't call Kiwi. him Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it uh, Kiwi's Funhouse. That's funny. So I, I keep having to correct him that it's that it's Pee Wee's <clears throat> Playhouse. That's funny. So, but he he's liking it. I'm glad Netflix finally put up all the episodes. <gasps> it's on Netflix. Yeah, that's where he's watching. Oh, it. that's dope. They did a, a release of the. Uh, it's like an anniversary release on Blu-ray. Okay. And then they just at the same time they pretty much released them on Netflix as well. So done. It's huh? Oh, you're finished. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> Good timing. Do you start without me? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna wait for you <laughs> oh what are we talking about dude we have a schedule we gotta keep going what are you talking about we uh we were <clears throat> not talking about you no we're talking about peewee we were talking about uh what my son calls peewee peewee's playhouse he calls it kiwi's fun house <laughs> awesome <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's loving it. i forgot how much i liked it it's really nice because for the anniversary dvds or the blu-rays rather what they did was uh, he, uh, I guess, Paul Rubens had all of the original footage that they used when they shot it. Okay. And he had, I, I get, he talked about this on, on another show somewhere, but he talked about how he was kind of like OCD about like everything that went into the Playhouse show. So he kept detailed like instructions of how they did every single effect every single shot mm. and the track of every like motion and effect and everything to the point where the company that remastered the the footage for the blu-ray was able to recreate every single effect 
So everything is brand new. That's cool. For so he micromanages his show. Yeah, I mean it's basically it's basically the exact same effects with new technology now. Okay. It doesn't look mm. like it's from like, you know, 20 plus years ago. It looks like it's kind of brand new almost. Oh, okay. It's mm. really good. They did a really good job with it. You know it. what I'm waiting for on Netflix? Huh? The Big Bang Theory. I've never seen an episode, but I hear <clears> it's good. We have all of the seasons if really? you want to borrow them. Yeah, if you want to borrow them. Oh, then yeah. Why am I wasting yeah. my time waiting for Netflix? I think I think Mario has <clears throat> the l- latest two seasons. I don't have those. Oh, then um, yeah. Let me start with. It'll probably be a, another year or so before they're on there. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be on the CBS app before you see mm-hmm. them on Netflix. Because okay. I know that they're they want to start up their own app the way that HBO is starting up there. So they're gonna do like CBS to go or something like uh, that. Ah, gotcha. So makes sense. <clears throat> so what did you think? Mind blowing. Isn't it? Really? That was crazy. <laughs> Four artists, one tree. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I know we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but thank you to listener and friend of the podcast Travis for sending that in because that was Yeah. I, I saw it and I had never seen that before. Completely I didn't eye-opening. even know that it was available mm-hmm. and it just blew me away. Yeah, me too. It so, was good. What did you guys take from it? Um well, actually, before you say anything, so let me give a brief description. So the video uh, is narrated kind of by Walt Disney, and he, not kind of, it is actually, and I'm not exactly sure if it was a video again for like the world of Disney or something like that. It sure seems like it, mm-hmm. but uh, he talks about how four different artists, and the four artists are Mark Davis, Ivan Earl, Joshua Metter, and Walt Paragoy, and the premise is he talks about how they all work together, but yet at the same time, they're all different. Right. And so they in, embark on this exercise where they all go out together, they find something which happens to be this tree, and then they each paint it in their own way. Yeah. So we'll post it in the blog post for this episode. It is so worth watching, especially if you're an artist on any capacity, whether you're you know, a cartoonist or a background designer, a photographer, anything. It just, I took so much from this. Uh, so we'll put that up at podcasters.com slash episode 30. Um, but what did you guys take from this video? When do you think this video was made before I make my comment? Well, it, judging by what they talk about, Mark Davis is actually talking about how they selected and how they finalized Aurora. It was made right before or during Sleeping Beauty. Right. So you, you can tell just because of what they're talking about. Because Walt makes a statement that still implies today when it comes to young artists trying to find themselves. And he says something about how a bunch of these uh, young artists are trying to figure out who they are and they're drawing. And they're like, should I try to duplicate this other artist the way he draws? You know, <clears throat> when we were uh, back in, in, in college, and we were taking all these uh, drawing classes. A bunch of these kids were doing the same thing where they thought, oh, this must be the way to draw, the only mm-hmm. way to draw. And a bunch of them, you know, were trying to duplicate someone else, another artist, instead of trying to find what their style is. And that's what he, that's what I took out of it. It's like, figure out who you are, mm-hmm. you know, um, create your own style be your own artist and don't try to be someone else. Right. I mean, it's funny because I wasn't in the same class as you guys, but we all obviously took the same stuff. Yeah. And 
I would get that from people all the time. It's uh, they come in really frustrated because teachers are telling you, no, do it this way versus this. Yeah. And and you have a bunch of students who are just complaining about the fact, well, why do we grow up learning to draw a certain way if they're going to make us change it? But that's not the case. OK, yeah. teachers are showing you <clears throat> technique. They're not telling Funny you to change angles. your style. Yeah. I agree. And that's what they're like failing to like acknowledge. They're not mm-hmm. saying your drawings are wrong. The way you're making the move is this is how you have to make it happen. You know what's funny, though? Hmm. In photography, uh, everything so far that I know about photography, I've been self-taught. <clears throat> you know, I, I didn't go to school for photography. I, I went for animation. You know, mm-hmm. I, I went because I wanted to do 3D animation, all that stuff. But with photography, everything that I've learned through books and, you know, other online courses and stuff like that, it's funny because they actually tell you the inverse of that. They actually tell you, you know, when you're starting, try to duplicate somebody's style. Try to mm-hmm. be like this person. Right. That's how you learn. And I I get it. I, mm-hmm. I understand where they're coming with it because if you want to learn a particular style, when you sit there and you deconstruct something, you learn a lot from it because I've I've had I've done that exercise before where I'll look in like Vogue magazine, like the, the fashion magazines are are great because if you sit down and you deconstruct it, you're like, okay, well, there was a light here. It looks like they may have had a strobe here and it, they had this here. They had backlighting from here. And once you begin to learn to deconstruct that stuff, you become better at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. With art on paper and like drawing and stuff like that, I can I can see the argument that you guys are making where it's like like Mario said, why are you teaching me this way if I have to change it later on? But mm-hmm. it's true, you're learning fundamentals. Right. And for the most part, like even when I would deconstruct stuff, it's like, okay, well, what they're doing here is their own version of Rembrandt lighting. You know, you have your light here, you have this, you have that. And again, I think there's a lot of value in just getting to that point. But I, I know exactly what you're saying, Javier, because uh, even I went through that phase. Uh, I did a lot of experimenting, trying to be like photographers that I admire. And even now, as much as I can say that I have a lot of photographers that I hold in high regard, it's funny that, and, you know, in a way I'm made fun of at the same time as, you know, because I know his history and stuff like that, but I love his use of color and shadow and light, you know. A lot of where I am today, as far as my photography, was inspired by Kincaid. And I've said that before mm-hmm, and right. stuff like that. And he's not even a photographer. Right. You know, but it now I'm at the point where I'm trying to get better at what I'm doing. And I'm practicing a bunch of new techniques. And I'm learning a, whole, a bunch of new stuff. And I'm not even, to tell you the truth, I'm not even looking at photographers anymore. I stopped looking at other photographers and magazines. And I've gone back and I've started looking at old paintings like when you start looking at old Rembrandt paintings and you start looking at just a lot of the paintings in the Renaissance and how well they were able to paint light and just just play with the darkness and you know all the shadows and how well they were able to intermingle those i think for me is a better study of light than looking at somebody's photograph who happened to have and i'm not saying this as a blanket statement who happened to have good enough equipment and was able to take a good enough photo right. you see what i mean i can see that yeah. so um <clears throat> what else did you get from it mario well it's funny that you're actually bringing that part of it up because uh, i i kind of like the fact that the overall message at the beginning is the fact that 
every one of these guys is going to have their own style, their own way they interpreted this and how they see it as the perfect uh, portion to like a certain scene, you know? But they acknowledge at the end that every one of their styles is what's going to make this scene absolutely mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the actual part where the four artists are actually painting the tree. And it's the fact that they're all concentrating. They don't acknowledge it, but you can actually see in the video. They're all like concentrating on something different. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's messing with the charcoals, you're focusing on all the darks that that tree has. You know, uh, anyone who's messing with like the pastels or the watercolors, it's all the vibrant stuff, everything that's going to make that tree green or just the fall colors. Um, not just that. Does, don't you see that they also uh, reveal their personality in every yeah, exactly. in every painting yeah. they made? Exactly. <clears throat> they they discuss like histories and how it applies to what they want to focus on as mm -hmm. far as the tree is concerned. Um, uh, even it goes as far back as they need the background to make that tree come to life because its environment is what makes it what it is. So you have to capture the light of the sun, the sky behind it, things like that. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really what, good. Was it Robert Henry? That he was quoting? Yes, correct. Yeah. So there was there was several quotes in there that I jotted down that I thought were just phenomenal quotes that if, if this was made 40, 50, 60 years ago, they still apply today. And right. it's just amazing how all of these lessons just still apply. But one of the one of the things Walt Disney starts by saying is go forward with what you have to say, expressing things as you see them. And that was a quote from from uh, Henry's book. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like with photography, sometimes that's difficult to do because the way that our eye sees something is completely different than what the act, the camera will actually see until you know how to manipulate it and compensate it for how your brain and how your eyes interpret light as as a medium with painting. You're basically putting those colors, and I'm not saying that it's not difficult. I know how difficult it is to paint. I mean, I've seen Javier do it. I've seen other people just kind of put tutorials and all that stuff up of how they mix paints and everything. And the the quickness in how they were producing these trees was mind-blowing to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long the actual recordings were, were but Josh Metter has a really good quote during that part, too where he says, I have to work mighty fast if I want to capture my first impression of all this tremendous vitality in life. Mm -hmm. And it's true because some of my best work, I feel, has been when I stop thinking. Mm, right. Like when I just, when I let, you know, you build the muscle memory and stuff like that with like how you do certain things. Like with my camera, I can control everything without even looking at where the buttons are because I've begun to learn where everything is. And when I stop thinking about, well, how is this going to look? And how is that going to, and how am I going to, and how am I, when you just stop thinking, yeah, I, th I feel like I've come up with some of the best things I've ever produced. And I'm going to agree with you because I've literally thrown away things that I've overthought where I'm paint, I'm trying to paint something. I'm trying to get what's in my brain into this canvas. And when I overthink, I dislike it. And I throw them away because mm -hmm. they're just not good. And it's like you said, the ones that you don't think too much, you know, just let it go. Just do it. Those are my favorite paintings. Yeah. That's interesting because I'm actually a little backwards when it comes to stuff like that. But uh, uh, again, it comes back to all the techniques we were talking about. Are you like we detailed in. oriented or? Kind of. But I think with me, it's just 
I don't really dive into stuff like that. It just goes back to all the techniques we were taught in school, you know, where it's like, because uh, background animation was my thing, mm-hmm. you know, it was all 2D stuff. Mm-hmm. So they obviously teach you, okay, if you're going to draw a head, it's got to start as a circle. You have to practice circles and you have to practice like S's and you have to practice C's when you're like drawing just to get the, like the feeling just right. Yeah. So I have to do that for a while. Then I have to come back to it once I've warmed up. I let that set aside. Like, I, I really develop a drawing over time. It takes me a while, but I develop yeah. it. You know, it's not something I could just throw on the fly. I think they call that getting the rust off. You, yeah. Because you, oh. if you don't, if you don't uh, draw all the time, yeah, uh, you start to rust. Right. You know? I went through that recently. Yeah. When I when I posted the, the Tigger and the Winnie the Pooh and oh, the yeah. Baymax that uh-huh. I posted on my Instagram account, that's what I went through. Like, just the fluidity the fluidity that you have in your wrist and just being able to mark something down without thinking about it and get it into that particular curve you need mm-hmm. it's it's a hard yeah. thing to retain yeah mm-hmm. to me it's it's not like riding a bike no you forget yeah, right yeah you do exactly yeah. mm-hmm. so i yeah i i know i've definitely experienced that before but and e- even recently when i started trying to just tap into that creative side of my brain again but i i have to recommend this this video it Same was here. it was fantastic it was it was really <clears throat> short it was maybe like 14 15 minutes long did you have a tree that you liked the most of the four um i i think i liked two of them in particular uh, maybe three of them in particular for it's hard because they were reasons. all beautiful they were I like three more in particular. I it's hard for me to say because in in my in my brain, the only name that I knew of the four was Mark Davis. Me too. <laughs> and I think because I knew Mark Davis, I think it's you clouding my them? judgment and I'm connecting with his the right. most. But each one was just so intricate. I think it was um Josh Metters was just he he just did this like really shady version kind of like this arc of a tree and it was so beautiful and um i think it was um maybe walt paragoy's he said that he just wanted to concentrate on the portrait of the tree trunk mm-hmm. where he's like i don't right. want to do the whole tree like i just want to concentrate and think of it as a portrait of the tree trunk it got so detailed it at got the end. so detailed yeah i was, was not so expecting that beautiful which was, is funny yeah because i'm watching it like <clears throat> the end results right and in my head maybe it's just because it was a close-up shot i can't really like figure out why but i'm seeing him add just like the additional light yeah. to the tree and i'm just like you know what too far calm down and then it's done, and I'm like, oh, my God, this thing yeah. looks brilliant. Yeah, it is. And even um, Earl's, like, his just had, and I might be confusing. I might be interchanging them. And if so, I apologize. But was just so full of color. Right. And just, we didn't see it in the video. But if that's the color and that was, like, just the the shadow and light explosion that he was saying, like, he was seeing at the time. Right. I think just each one of them was so well done in their own mind. Mark Davis's was all in black and white. Right. But you saw what he was trying to get out of it, you know, and just how he talks about how he uses the blacks and the whites to recede and, you know, make other branches pop. I learned a few things from that. My, and 
my favorite description of his uh, Mark Davis, you said, yeah, was that it looks like an explosion coming out of the yeah. ground. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. was the greatest description for a right. tree. I loved it. Yeah, right. it was I good. I loved it. And then I love. Um, I forgot who said it, but it, it might have actually uh, been um, Josh Mitter who said it. But uh, I think he said that when you're looking at the structure of the tree, it's almost like architecture. When you're looking at the trunk, you're looking at the support beams, and when you're looking at the that's branches funny. and all that stuff. That's I'm the like, one I couldn't wow, connect with, though. Really? Of the four, that's the one I just couldn't connect with. Well, I loved I all the quotes that he a, was saying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I loved all the quotes that he was saying. I just couldn't connect that uh, to see it as uh, architecture. I did. That's really? the weird thing, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I think for me, especially with what I do, I'm... I'm the type of person that's never happy with the end result of what mm-hmm. I produce. I get to the point where I have to convince myself that I'm happy with it so yeah. that I stop messing with it and just move on to something else. But I'm truly never happy with what I what I make and I'm working on it. Like I'm I'm getting better at it. I've mm-hmm. reached the point with certain things where it's like, okay, I can I can fix that. I can do this. I can do that, but I'm just happy with the way that it is. And mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll go back like two or three months later and then I'll realize, wow, I would have screwed it up if I did that. (laughs) You know, so sometimes you have to remove yourself from the situation. Mm. But uh, yeah, definitely. It's a uh, must watch. It is. Especially if you're uh, a young artist. It is. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert, guys. um, I'm going to I'm going to say one more quote from the end of this thing, because it's a really great quote. And what it really boils down to. And the quote is, the great painter has something to say. He does not paint men, landscapes, or furniture, but an idea. And that's really what you're doing. And this whole video basically boils down to the simple phrase, be yourself. Right. Absolutely. Just be yourself. It's You can try to imitate if you want to learn, but ultimately, put yourself into what you're doing. Put yourself into what you're trying to show the world and you know ultimately it's going to be a lot better yeah artist perception yeah so yeah we'll we'll put this up um in the blog post again that'll be at uh, pocketeers.com slash episode 30 totally worth the watch we might end up even sharing this on the facebook account because yep. it was kind of a mind-blowing video it was really good so what did you guys uh think of the blank vinylmation movie i liked it I thought it was cute. It's cute, right? Yeah. I thought it was uh, five minutes too long, but I thought it was good. I think there was a couple things in there that I feel could have been a little shorter. Yeah. Really? But, oh, yeah. 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 I didn't see it missing anything. I mean, no, that it was just too long. Really? I think it should have. It could have been tighter. When they Hmm. were in the coconut mountains. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Like, that probably went on a few minutes much longer than it needed to. I agree. But... Ultimately, I really liked it. Yeah, it's a cute, cute love story, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What'd you guys get out of it? Meaning, like, what, what did, what do you think? Well, first of all, what did you think of how they put it together? Like, what did you think of the actual stop motion? Uh, like, before we get into it, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I guess. Oh yeah, should I, I we describe what it is? Or something? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I believe it was. Yeah. It so was. the Disney company put out this cute little 30 minute movie about a year year and a half ago called blank a vinylmation love story and it was this stop motion movie of a couple vinylmations and their struggle to find love in 
a very conformist like society that they built for them so it's it's really cute i love how they get through the entire movie but what did you think of how they actually did this stop motion project it's funny because uh, it seems the whole theme of this one is us back in art school um (laughs) you, you always start to think about how they're like figuring these things out because we attempted them at least at one point in our lives you know Mm-hmm. And and the first thing I started noticing was like the way the arms started moving. I was like, Vinylmations don't actually move like that. So they had to get pretty creative with like probably disassembling the characters and making the joints move a different way. But, yeah, um, I think you're right. When like when the just even the head moving. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the real ones only move left to right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, at, from the start to the end, I think I was just kind of like breaking it down to see how I could like accomplish something like that. Yeah. yeah. Stop motion is not an easy thing to pull off. No. Uh, even the, um, I mean, we just recently saw the um, the Super Mario Brothers, the World One stop mm-hmm. motion thing that I showed you right. guys. Like that was a crazy undertaking too. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that, that's it's a it's a fairly old YouTube video. Did he do that himself? Any help? The, the guy that did the World 1 Mario Brothers? Yeah. No, he had help. Oh, I think okay. there was a behind-the-scenes thing, but there was like five or six people working on oh, it. okay. So I'll put that video up on, on the blog post to podcasters.com slash episode 30. But as far as blank, I'll, I'll tell you, stop motion again is not an easy undertaking. It takes years. And the great thing was that this didn't feel like it was CG pretending to be stop motion. You could tell mm-hmm. it was stop motion. Right? It felt really raw. It did. Yeah. And that's part of what I was so enamored with that one, the Disney company has this really great way of finding expression in things like animals and stuff like that, like even a car. But they have eyes, they have mouths, they have faces. These things didn't, and they were so expressive throughout the movie that it just shows you how, combined with storytelling, how in tune Disney can be with with just giving life to an inanimate object. Right. And that was one of the things that I love so much of how this thing was made. Yeah. And it's weird. I'm going to get kind of geeky about this, but I don't know if you guys are familiar with the whole Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. No. The one episode that stood out to me was an entire episode where they don't speak. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, it was called Hush. Yeah. So I really love that episode because all you get is facial expression. The occasional time they'll get like whiteboards and write something they want to say. You know what I'm saying? When they really can't get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're really feeling what these people are going through based on their facial expressions. They Mm. can't speak or mouth words or anything like that. So I found that episode really impressive. It won a lot of awards or got nominated for them, I believe. Okay, but at the end of the day, you're still seeing facial expressions. Yeah. And I think what I found it like impressive about Blank was that you don't get that at all. Yep. You're basing it all on the music and all the the body movements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even that's limited cuz it's not like they can shrug their shoulders. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But they, they still were able to express feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Just like Mario was saying, the way that they kind of disconnected the head from the vinylmation and they like would tip it forward a little bit, tip it up, you know, to you know, show surprise and stuff. They did a really, really good job in showing that expression. Right. So it's just, it, it's it's interesting because, again, this is one of those movies that's just going to kind of like step on everything we were taught. If you guys remember um, Don Shore, I don't even know if you listen, but hi, Don. Um, <laughs> hey, Don. What's up, Don? A big Again, I don't know if he listens. But he looks yeah, like, exactly, uh, just in case. We'll forward him this episode. <laughs> he looks like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
a big thing for him all the time was you're not expressing this character right when we were doing storyboards. Oh, he dogged me for that yeah. all the time. You didn't have those eyes wide open or that mouth yeah. wasn't a certain way. He'd like send it back. Do it again. Not me. He loved my storyboards. How dare you? <laughs> he did. He but did. He was, he was a really expressive guy, like just right. not on paper, right. but just in general, he was a really expressive guy. Mm-hmm. And you could tell in his personality, it was an important thing for him. Right. And for but, his credentials, he did The Simpsons. He was, worked on Family Guy. Family Guy. Family Guy. He worked on Family mm-hmm. Guy. Actually, yeah. a lot of Nickelodeon stuff, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim George, who also taught there, was the guy that worked on Tarzan. Right. So. That's right. Um, But, yeah, his whole... And, and maybe it's not just a him kind of thing. Maybe it's just something he was taught, too. Maybe it's something all the teachers there were teaching. You see what I'm saying? But it's like, it just goes to show how, like, how, how different art needs to get now. Mm-hmm. You know, where you need to get that creative, where if you're just kind of repeating the same like facial expressions to get people a message across you're you're being everyone else you know and now you have to take it to the next step i'm gonna tell you something just to touch on what you just said i don't think it's a matter of where art needs to go i think what's happening is people are forgetting fundamentals really i think that's what it is because even in photography you see this a lot like in photography, you forget that you can say a lot in a photograph without adding 17 filters to it. Wow. And no matter what text you put on there, and I'm not saying there's anything bad with doing it because I do it. I know I put text on, on stuff. I, you know, add filters. I don't use filters very often, but I do. It just depends on the mood that I'm in. But I think people just forget the fundamentals. And, uh, we had a conversation. This is kind of off the podcast, but I used to be a really big wrestling fan. Right. And one of the fundamental things that I think is wrong with wrestling right now is that they forgot about how to tell a story. They rely on this whole like sports entertainment garbage and it's not good. Mm. That's why I don't watch wrestling anymore. And I feel that Every time I sit down, like I try to catch up sometimes and I try to catch up on what like the storylines and all that stuff, but it's boring. It, there's no substance to it. It's just not fun to watch. Although you tried to wrestle with the ground earlier. Yeah, I did. And the ground <laughs> the won. The chair, the chair won. <laughs> let me tell you. But it, it's all about going to the fundamental points of storytelling and what you're trying to show. Oh, let me make one point on the fundamentals. You know what's the hardest thing for these uh, animation companies to find? Mm. That is pencil artists because everyone's going to computer animation and learning all these computer skills. What's hard to find are pencil artists. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was in discussion a long time while we were still in school too that People always rest assured that the one thing that was never going to go away was a storyboard artist, the one with the pencil in order to make the magic come to life. Yeah. I don't even think that is like pencilized that much anymore, you know? Yeah, it's not. It's not. And honestly, I I don't want to get too much into the discussion about what you were just bringing up right now about storytelling, but I'm probably going to get hate if there are wrestling fans that listen to this show, but the truth is... WWE never had good story writers to begin with. Yeah, The people that made it huge were the ones that were themselves... You know, it's no. those people that brought their own storyline to it. It I wasn't the writers. I don't agree with that because as much as I I think that in the 90s, they had very good people telling stories. And I, I do agree with you that it was the personalities. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the prime example of that. Right. Where Austin was being who he was supposed to be, but they were telling a story. 
And the fact that they're trying to recycle these stories in this weird G-rated era that they're trying to portray, it's just they've gotten away from the fundamentals of a core story and they just started washing it down. I think that's how the problem started. It's turning into G-rated. But that's beyond the point. My point is that if you stick to the fundamentals of not just storytelling but animation, that's why Blank was so successful to me because no faces, very limited facial or any type of body movements, and yet they were so expressive. And the most expressive thing in the movie to me was the fact that there's these cranes that kind of control all of the color that goes onto the Vinomations. They had what looked like a face and a neck, and they were able to kind of tilt their like mouths mm-hmm. and like they would open wide and stuff like that. That was the most expressive thing to me, and it wasn't the most impressive. Mm-hmm. The Vinomations themselves and how expressive they were were the most impressive thing to me. I mean, truthfully, I actually agree with what Javier just said right now. Because if you think about it, what is a rating with a rating system? It's a limitation. You give people a PG or a G rating, now you're limiting to what you can do versus what you were doing before. Now, honestly, it, it's funny the way you guys actually saw the way Blank was made and your perception on it, because kind of seems like the theme of this episode. But the way I see it, if I created Blank, I think stuff like facial expressions and movements or, or more uh, detailed movements is now something everyone's doing, so I need to challenge myself to do something different from what everyone else is doing. Take away the faces, take away the body movements, and try to create the same kind of story. Yeah. Well, I, I can see that. I don't know if that's the approach that I would have taken. Um, what do you think? Oh, I agree with Mario. <laughs> really? Because I mean, yeah. in the end, yeah, stop motion is difficult, but all animation is if you think about it. You draw 24 pieces of paper to create a second, you know, like. Yeah, I that's that's completely true. I, my, I cannot argue with that. My only thing is that it's it's if this is supposed to represent Disney, it wasn't really Disney quality. It didn't. It was too choppy for me. If this is Disney, it was very it's rudimentary. Very choppy. Like Mario said, it was very. Was it you or? <clears throat> or? Javier, was it you and Mario that said it was raw? Uh, oh, I said it was you raw. You said it was yeah. raw. I, I will agree with that. For yeah. Disney, it was very, very raw. Right. But in general, I think I found what... I think it was more like an experimental piece for them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I don't think it was meant... That's why I don't think it was like at a movie or the short behind, before something. I think that's why they just said, let's just release it on the Google Play Store or whatever yeah. the mm-hmm. case is. So I think it's worth watching. Uh, when I got a copy of this... Mm, almost a year ago, I think. It was free for a little while. I don't know how much it costs now. Uh, does either one of you know? Uh, did you see how much it was for mm-hmm. a download? No, I didn't check. Because well, I well, got mine free yeah, from I, Google Play. I don't know if it's free still, but we'll put a link on it in the blog post if you guys want to take a look at it. But if you guys know somebody that has it, strongly recommend that you guys watch it. Again, if you guys are into animation or just storytelling, definitely worth watching and kind of deconstructing it uh there's there's some parts that we were just kind of laughing at like everything is kind of downscaled for everything and i think javier mentioned yeah everything's downscaled except for that leaf <laughs> and if you watch it you'll know exactly what we're talking yeah. about yeah it's the strangest thing <laughs> and it was just so hilarious <laughs> uh, definitely worth watching so we strongly strongly recommend it you know you mentioned uh in 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 the 
in the beginning with you mentioned in the beginning of the four artists in one tree and you took out that be yourself mm-hmm. that's what i took from blank it's be yourself oh, it's actually a very prominent theme in that yeah. too yeah the, if you kind of think of how they're treated versus how the movie ends up and how they act that's a that's a very very huge part of that movie and i really like that yeah so I guess you're right. It kind of was the the central the theme whole theme of, yeah. of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Without completely <even> accidental. <laughs> I mean, cool. that was on purpose. Yeah, yeah, that was on that purpose. That was on purpose. Wow, right? Planned it, guys. Weeks yeah. ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah, weeks. Not not five that's minutes. That's why all three of us watched this. <laughs> that's right. Movie <laughs> so long. By the way, is this the, the first time we actually all three of us saw something? Uh. Because usually one of us didn't see something. Usually me, I should say. No, I just it still falls in the same category. No. I just watched something last minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said earlier, I mean, I, I did kind of end up watching the Star Wars movie like right True. before you guys got True. here. But yeah. it was a busy week. But it got done. That's the important yeah, thing. That is the important part. So, All right, guys. Well, if there's any artists out there, any photographers, tell us your thoughts, especially if you guys have seen blank uh, the video for Four Artists and One Tree is actually going to be up on the blog post for this episode. It's at podcasters.com slash episode 30. Tell us what you guys think. Take a look. There's so many great fundamental views and so many fundamental ideas that you you can really, really... I feel like you can up your game just by, like, as an artist, just by watching this 15-minute video. Right. It's such a strong piece that... It's worth sharing. If you guys know anybody, please share it. We're not only going to put the blog post, you know, up, but please share this video with people because it's it's a really really great piece. Yep. So, anything else, guys, before we close up for this week? Uh, get off the conveyor belt and be yourself. Get I like it. Conve- I like it. Yeah. I like it. Get <laughs> off the conveyor belt and be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I you- actually, I have a couple of shout outs. Um, I actually, uh, new listeners. Oh, cool. Two new <clears throat> listeners. They're barely starting on the binge. Um, I actually just want to send a shout out on Instagram. He's gone up. Um, cool. He did PM me a question, and I apologize. We couldn't get to the segment you wanted to get to today, but we will get to it eventually. What segment is that? I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, just tell me now. No. <laughs> All right. And um, listener on Instagram goes by uh, Junior Does It. His birthday's tomorrow, on Thursday. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh. From the release of this episode. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday happy birthday, Liso. All right. Anything else? Any more shout outs? No. All right. Nothing I can think of. All right. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, Hazen has been drastically <clears throat> lagging on putting up the birthday page on the website. <laughs> oh, this Hazen guy. Who's this Hazen guy? I know. He's so lazy. He needs to uh, just do his work. He's injured. But, I know. <laughs> the floor beat him. Wait, are we going to talk about that? So we're going to go ahead and, well, we not did? we, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to place a page on the Podcasters website where you can submit your name and your birth date if you want a birthday shout out. I know we're two weeks uh, roughly into January by now, <laughs> but we will shout out everybody even though your birthday may have passed. And mm. uh, again, I'm sorry I haven't had time to do that, but I will get that done this week. So How about a worldwide happy birthday, everyone? You I know, like I, it. I think it's cool if we do it on a monthly basis. I think it's cool. So, all right. Uh, that is it. That's all the announcements for now. Uh, if there's any more, you know, we'll we'll make sure people know about it. But 
If you guys have any more questions, head over to, or any other thoughts, head over to pocketeers.com slash episode 30. There you can kind of read what some of the other listeners are saying. Leave your own thoughts, leave your own comments. You can also join the conversation on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash pocketeers. If you want to follow us on Instagram or the tweets, we are at pocketeers. And uh, when you're at the Pocketeers website, remember that if you have listened to the first 20 episodes, we have an achievement that you can unlock for that. If you meet one of us at Disneyland and take a picture, we have an achievement for that. And if you even put yourself through the pain of drinking bacon soda, yep, it exists. (laughs) And you survived. We have an achievement for that. More achievements are coming. So watch out for those. All right. That is it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Any final words? That's it? We're good? We're good. All right. Until next week, here is to beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. Have a great week, everybody. Be yourself. See you soon. Do you start without me?